Welcome, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome, everybody, to the KIRP Radio Show. Y'all know who I am, man. Pudgy Miller. Happy to be in the building. Happy to do what we do. Shout out to everybody out there who always shows us love. People out there who always holds us down, man. And I really appreciate the love that you show. And I definitely appreciate everybody out there for holding us down, man. Another beautiful weekend uh, just passed. Another beautiful Sunday. But today is Sunday, March 8th. And uh, today was gorgeous outside. And when I say gorgeous outside of North Carolina, you guys know what kind of weather we've been having. I mean, up and down. And actually, actually, the, the entire country has been having just uh, sporadic weather. I, w- I won't say crazy weather. I won't say – I won't even say bad weather because, you know, everybody knows me, man. My glass is always full, always half full. You know the old saying, is your glass half empty or half full? But, you know, my glass is always half full or, or running over. And that's my outlook on life. So no matter what the weather is, no matter how it is, um, I'm happy to be alive. But despite all of that, <laughs> you know, despite all of my um, my happiness and, and my outlook, we have most definitely had some sporadic weather. And uh, we've had our share of winter. But today was spring in its fullest. I mean, it was beautiful outside. And I hope everybody has set their clocks forward, too, by the way. If you guys have not set your clocks forward, um, you're probably late to the show. But anyways, 8.05 p.m. on the East Coast. Uh, shout out to everybody out there, man. Another beautiful, uh, I'm sorry, not even, well, beautiful, but another historic weekend uh, that just passed. And today uh, is even a historic, uh, a day that's historic in value, I will say. Uh, everybody knows about the March on Selma, the Selma March, uh, that anniversary 50th anniversary of, of the March in Selma. And uh, the president was in the house. Shout out to the POTUS um, for going to Selma and recognizing uh, how historic of a day it was and uh, recognizing uh, the importance, the relevance of that day as well in Selma. Uh, also for recognizing, you know, uh, what that day means to so many uh, Americans, and when you when you get to talking about civil rights and you talk about things that are, are what I like to call a wound uh, in American history, you know when you talk about things like that, uh, it always flares up feelings. You know there are always people who who are are unhappy still today, uh, you know, folks that lived through those uh, events as they were actually taking place, you know, folks who, first, who experienced those events firsthand. And and one thing about you know one thing about when you when you have these personal experiences, uh, nobody we we like to believe that we can get into the hearts and the minds of people when they have these personal experiences. We, you know, as, as human beings, and, and, and I don't know, sometimes it's, it's selfish, and I really don't know another word for it. You know, we're know-it-alls in our civilization as is. But, you know, we like to be able to say that we know how it feels or how a person should feel even. You know, we even go that far. I, I've done it myself countless amount of times. And I apologize to anybody out there, um, uh, 
who I may have offended, okay, uh, that has personally went through some of the things that I've talked about uh, that I claim I know how it feels uh, in first person. Uh, I apologize to those people, and, and my heart goes out to you, and my love goes out to you because, you know, we're very uh, – we're a know-it-all culture, man. We're a know-it-all civilization, especially in this era. And, and going forward, Lord have mercy, the baby boomers, and, and we're the baby boomers' children, children some of us. And uh, some of us are the baby boomers, and some of us are the baby boomers' children. So, you know, when you start talking about knowing it all, you know, that's us. And that's them, and that's our grandparents. You know, we're, we're all part of that know-it-all uh, existence, if you will. So, you know, the March on Selma, you know, a lot of people are saying they know what people should feel like today who went through that event. Um, there are a lot of folks out here who are saying that people should not feel a certain way uh, behind that event. And I'm here to tell you that, you know, you're wrong. You know, you, 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 got, you guys are wrong. There's, just, there's no other way to put it. You, you're completely wrong, and a lot of you don't know what you're talking about. And, you know, sometimes uh, when there are events that, that bother people or, or events that have, has changed history, you know, sometimes we need to be slower to speak on them. If we weren't part of them and we don't have firsthand uh, experiences or, or uh, you know, we don't have a, a firsthand emotion. So I just wanted to get that out there, man, because, you know, I, you know me, I always put my foot in my mouth. I always have an opinion about things. And, uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm opinionated. I believe that as a people, we should be opinionated. I believe that we should judge folks uh, according to their actions. We should uh, uh, value what people say and what people do. And we should be spoken on it and, and we should talk about it and discuss it and, and you know, whatever we got to do. Um, you know, I, I don't believe in that political correct nonsense, but I, I do believe in respect for people. You know, I definitely believe in respect and, and, and I believe in therapy. You know, I understand that people, when they go through things, they need therapy. They need someone to talk to about it. And, uh, you know, there are, also, there are also some things that people go through where it may take the entire course of their lives before they can get over it. And, and maybe even to, the, to their deathbed, you know, maybe they'll never, ever uh, 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 forget it or never feel good about it. Or, or possibly they'll always need therapy uh, about some of the things that they've went through in their lives. And, you know, when you, when you throw race in there, when you throw race into a conversation or you throw historic moments like Selma that has to do with American race issues, okay, or the topic of, of uh, uh, diversity, if you will, you know, when, and, and, and community, when, you know, when you throw those topics around and you start talking about things like that, people like to say, uh, people like to put their foot in their mouth, you know, plainly put, blatantly put, people like to put their foots in their mouths and they don't, their feet in their mouth, and, and they don't know uh, sometimes how to shut up, you know, and, and I'm one of those people where if I'm in a room and, you know, when I was growing up, for example, we were always told that, you know, when grown folks are in the room, you you were to go out of the room or go somewhere and play, and if there were no other kids around, you were to sit right there on your ass and not say a word, but just listen, you know, and and I'm thankful for those experiences because I think by being able to to grow up around some real old people 
with some real tradition and some real uh, respectful customs, I think that gave me a, a, a head start in life. I think that gave me a, uh, an advantage in life. You know, now, because of that, now I'm able to listen. And growing up in my life, I've always been able to listen, but I've also been able to listen and offer uh, uh, a heartfelt, uh, valued response uh, when 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 necessary, you know, when asked. So, you know, when I was growing up, sitting there listening to you know old folks talk about uh, everything under the sun, <laughs> you know, um, being in the room with those folks, I've learned that you can have. Uh, you can be direct in what you want to say to people, right? You don't you don't have to sugarcoat things. Um, you know, my grandparents are, are upper seventies, eighties, and and the ones that are deceased are, are were older than that. Would have been nineties, maybe possibly even over a hundred years old today. Spending time with them, uh, folks from that era, they didn't have a they never had a coding on their words. And and I think that's why uh, what I like to say real grandparents, no disrespect to young grandparents, but I'm talking about a different era. And I always say real grandparents when I go to them because they were born in a different era. They were cut from a different cloth. Their texture of their skin was different. Uh, their approach to life was different. Their preparation was different, you know, in, on a daily basis. So, you know, no disrespect to the younger grandparents, the 50s, the 40s, the 30s, whatever, uh, but when I say real parent, grandparents, I'm referring to folks who are 65 and up at this point. No, you know, there's no disrespect. That's just what I see. Uh, that's just my my criteria, if you will. So uh, the folks from that era didn't have a, they never had a veil over their words. You know, they, they never had a coding over what they wanted to say. And, and oftentimes when they spoke, you know, many people listened. You know, the entire room stood still, uh, even people of their caliber. You know, they knew how to allow each other to talk and sit and listen without interrupting each other. If you notice today, you know, it's totally different. You know, when I'm having conversations with, with friends of mine, I even catch myself because I love to talk. You know, I love to communicate. And even by sitting, listening to folks from that era and being taught and, and raised by folks from that era, I still don't have what they have completely because I always interrupt people. I have this thing where it's not disrespectful, but I can't wait to offer my opinion. You know, I can't wait to get my part out. And that's what we do, you know, people uh, uh, from the ages of, of I'm going to say 50s down. And that's, that's not, now that's not to say that, you know, older uh, people from that era that I'm referring to, you know, the, the real grandparents that I'm referring to, that's not to say that they didn't cut each other off. That's not to say that they didn't interrupt each other, but pound for pound, uh, generally speaking, when they were talking, they listened completely and then they offered their opinions and it was always a stout opinion. You know, it was always direct to the issue. Sometimes it could, it, it, it could cut the air, you know, with the words that they say and they were very sharp, but they were very precise and they delivered exactly what you needed to know, what you wanted to know, and even more sometimes. So coming from that era, and witnessing that and understanding that 
I sometimes don't know how to sugarcoat my words. You know, I don't know how to candy coat it. I, I, sometimes the words that I deliver to people when they ask me questions, sometimes they're just as sharp. Uh, and, and sometimes they might seem offensive. Sometimes they might even seem disrespectful. So I always let people know, first and foremost, my rule in life is never do I ever, ever mean any disrespect to another human being, ever, when I'm saying word, when, I, when we're communicating. I'm not talking about when we're yelling. When you're yelling at each other, when you're yelling at somebody, that's, that's disrespectful on the grounds that it stands on. So, so all bets are off what's going to come out of your mouth. And all bets are off on, on saying, hey, you know, I, I didn't mean what I said. That's a lie. Once your temper, uh, uh, temperature goes up and, and you're aggressive in tone and you're aggressive in demeanor and you're aggressive in the communication that you have with another individual, all bets are off. That's probably going to be disrespectful anyway, uh, given and taken. So, you know, I always let people know that my first rule in life is to never mean any disrespect because I, I don't. Uh, but what comes up comes out, and, and a lot of the times the things that I say, you know, are taken uh, uh, out of context. So I would only challenge people who listen to this show to uh, to to take a different approach to life uh, from this day forward, if you will. You know, take a different take a different approach to how you handle your business. Take a different approach to how you interact with your children. Take a different approach to how you interact with your spouse. Uh, friends, family, coworkers, just anybody. Just take a total different approach. And I challenge everybody out there to 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 listen completely to what someone has to say, and then you can offer your opinion, and then you can say what you got to say or what you feel like may need to be said. But just keep it 100, man. Keep it straight up. You know, don't candy coat it. Don't sugarcoat it. And 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 I believe if you do that, it may be rough at first. But as your as your relationship with the people that you're talking to, which won't be everybody, by the way, but as the relationship that you have with other individuals, as it develops, it will become more substantial. Uh, uh, it will become more appreciated, and people people will they'll gravitate to you rather than from you, because they'll know that what you're saying is nothing but the truth for how you see it, and you're saying nothing but, you, you, you mean nothing but love out of it. So, you know, anyway, that's what I offer, man. 619-638-8559 at the top of the show. That's just what I had to say. We're going to go into some of this headline news. I also want to talk about a new report that the FDA uh, just cleared. I think it's very important that people listen I think it's very important that people read. I'm going to uh, see if we can't get it posted on the blog and on the KRP radio show and all over the place, man. Everywhere you listen to the KRP radio show, all media, uh, everywhere that you see us online, all platforms, I want I really want to put this out so people can understand what's really going on. You guys have heard me talk about Obamacare, Obamacare, Obamacare over and over and over. You talk about the Affordable Care Act, which I do not care for. And if you haven't listened to this show before, uh, you're probably pissed off at me because I don't agree with you and I don't agree with your president and I don't agree with the president uh, about the Affordable Care Act or, or or about Obamacare. I'm a black conservative. Let me just put that out there first and foremost to people who haven't listened to the show before. And I always use the title black conservative because I like to speak directly to whom and what I am so you will understand what you're getting when I come to the door knocking. 
All right, I want you to know exactly who I am and what it stands for. I'm not a shucking jiver. I'm not a black face, big big white lips dancing before white folks to try to make everybody feel happy in the room. I'm not that guy, but I am a very lovable uh, human being. I, I love everybody for which it stands, but I'm gonna call it like I see it. And uh, I'm not gonna be. I'm not one of those conservatives, the black conservatives who are who are gonna down the black community to make white folks feel better. That's not my style. I'm not going to ever do that. But I'm also not one of those black conservatives who are always going to come to the bat and rescue of the black community when we're effing up. I'm not going to be that guy either. That's just not me. So I'm going to talk about it for what you, for which it stands, for how it is, and that's just how I see it. You know, uh, I've been raised poor, you know, very poor. I like to say too poor for projects. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because if you, had, if you lived in a family when I was growing up, and it's different now, uh, in, in terms of entitlements, but <clears throat> when you grew up in the era that I grew up, 70s, 80s, 90s, you know, if you worked a job and you made anything close to $9, $10 an hour, you didn't qualify for public housing. And, and you know, so that, that lets me know right there, when I look at the criteria for those entitlements, I understand what they don't want you to have. Because anybody that tells you if if you come to somebody saying, hey, I'm about to be on the street for, for whatever mishaps I may have had, but I'm about to be on the street, I need a place to crash, I need a place to live just for a small while, I can't afford what's out there, I can't afford the going rate, I can't afford a one, two-bedroom apartment or whatever, I can't afford to shelter my family, but if, you, if you're willing to help me according to what I make, uh, uh, feed and clothe and, and shelter my family, you know, we can figure something out. But but for me to tell an individual, uh, well, no, you can't make more than $10 an hour. You can't have more than $3,000 in the bank because the minute you have $3,000 and one cent, we're kicking you out. On a 10-day notice, we're kicking you out. The minute you own uh, a, a boat, the minute you own a piece of recreation, uh, a, a recreational vehicle, excuse me, the minute you own something like that, we're kicking you out. You're not allowed to have it. You know, you're not allowed to have your relatives spend more than a weekend over. You're not allowed to help anybody out. You, you know, when when you start with those criteria, and I know I just went off topic. I, I understand. I, I see you. But when when you start to uh, uh, marginalize things like that, help, if you will, when you start to, you know, give me so many criterias within helping me, that makes me wonder, Are you will, are you really trying to help me or are you trying to condition me? And for the entitlement uh, uh, sectors in America, for where we stand, for how I read it and what I see and, and what I personally experienced, they're not trying to really help anyone. They're trying to control everyone. You know, they're not really trying to help you out. They're trying to keep you in, you know, almost keep you in bondage so they can keep an eye on you or so they can uh, keep you down or keep you at a certain level, if you will. And, 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 you know, it takes a strong person, man, to be able to get on entitlements in America, get off entitlements in America, and make it out. I mean, it takes a completely, man, strong individual, strong-willed, hard-working individual to, to, to be on entitlements in America in this day and yesterday <laughs> and, and still make it out. And, and not have to depend on uh, entitlements any longer. So, you know, before I get too, too,
So, you know, we're going to go to a commercial and uh, we'll be right back after these messages. Hey, Cam, thanks a lot for coming to my school today. No problem, Nate. I promise to exercise and eat right. Don't forget 60 minutes of play a day, right? And I'll grow up to be big and strong like you. Absolutely. And play in the NFL. Yes, sir. And be dressing number one. Maybe. And become the starting quarterback of the Panthers. Okay. You can be my backup. Excuse me? And make Panthers fans forget about you. What? And become your mom's favorite player. Whoa. Could switching to Geico really save you 15% or more on car insurance? Did the little piggy cry wee, wee, wee all the way home? home. Oh, cool. Thanks, Mrs. A. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. It is my mission to create brand stories for you that push the envelope, force people to stop, think, and take notice. Ride with you on your journey to success by creating great design that makes you look like the originator and not an imitator. Get you out of your comfort zone. Inspire you to take action. Be risky and always stay true to your passion. Tiffany Inc. is located in Los Angeles, California. Tiffany Inc. specializes in designs, creative brands for the entertainment, fashion, beauty, and food industry. Some past and present clients include Jill Osco, J&K Fresh LLC, celebrity chef Nikki Shaw, teen and family producer Doreen Spencer, the National Association of Veterans, the Alzheimer's Association, and a host of fantastic others. To contact Tiffany Inc., all you have to do is log on to www.tiffanywithaniinc.com. SoundShoe, the number one online music tournament, encompasses seven different genres, including hip-hop, R&B, country, reggae, reggaeton, pop, rock, and gospel. Music artists, log on to SoundShoe.com to compete for a chance to have exclusive access to music listeners across the globe. Build relationships with other music artists and music professionals, plus maximize your exposure and gain worldwide attention. Music listeners, log on now to enjoy new music from up-and-coming artists, then vote for the songs you like best to ensure that your favorite artist wins. Also, check out the latest in music news. Music execs and producers, scout music talent to find your next big star. Musicians and voters, sign up for SoundChew today. That's www.soundchew.com. S-O-U-N-D-C-H-E-W. Once again, that's www.soundchew.com, the number one online music tournament. Deshiree is an online indie department store, born with the ideology, community, and self. We believe that a garment or accessory created by an independent designer can do more for our community on a deeper level. The ability to wear someone's imagination is a beautiful event. Purchasing independence means wearing something unique while supporting those around you. The designers you support could very well be your neighbors, friends, and family. Embrace your indie state of mind. Shop indie. www.dechery.com Thanks, Cherie. 
Welcome back, folks. Welcome back. Welcome back to the KRP Radio Show. Uh, March 8th, man. You know, we're in the house Sunday, March 8th. Women's Day. Shout out to women around the world. All the girls around the world. Shout out to all the girls around the world. And I also got to give a shout out to everybody out there who are listening to the KRP Radio Show. B.I.G., shout out to you guys. And, uh, you know, we're doing what we do, man. Uh, it was beautiful outside today in North Carolina. Excuse me. Beautiful outside today in North Carolina. Uh, if you don't know, now you know. Uh, and, and, you know, this entire week was a was a very beautiful week. Got to give a shout-out to my basketball team out there, man, my kids. Shout-out to my young ones out there rocking with the Loving Father Society. Shout-out to you. Uh, I love being a black father. I love being a white father. Shout out to both organizations, both movements, excuse me, uh, a spawn of the Loving Father Society. Uh, shout out to Brandon Taylor, the Cincinnati Bengals, for uh, holding that tournament that we were a part of. It was a beautiful thing to see the community come out, have a good time, no issues, and just celebrate. And, you know, one of the many times that I've been places in the black community, they are never that. They are never issues. They are never problems. Uh, wonderfully organized, and you know, it was all love, man. Shout out to the Bigelow Center, also over there in uh, Burlington, North Carolina. B.I.G., shout out to you. And uh, you know, it's 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 uh, all relative, you know, it's all good. I, I <laughs> sorry, I was I was reading something there too, but it's all good, man. It's always it's always a, a, a beautiful thing when you're in the community and you're interacting with people. And you're having a good time with folks, man. I I love it. You know, I love to be out there interacting with people and and uh, experiencing what it is to uh, meet new people and and see new faces and you know just have a good time. You know, I, I I love that feeling. I love meeting new people and talking about the love and father society and talking about I love being a black father and I love being a white father and and I, I love when people see my shirt. It says I love being a black father on it, and and they ask me questions. You know what's that about? And and it, I'm glad that I'm the one to get to tell people uh, what it means instead of them. Uh, uh, you know I know there are preconceived notions. I get that, but I'm I'm glad that I'm able to explain it in its fullest and, and look people in the eye and, and say exactly what I mean and and have them get it. You know I I love that. It's, that's just a beautiful thing to me. So. Shout out to everybody out there who are uh, rocking with those events. Uh, 619-638-8559. It's 8.34 p.m. on the East Coast, baby. And I know I got to get the weather out there to you guys, so I'm just going to let you guys know what it is real quick, like, uh, so I don't have any problems out here in Greensboro because people who are listening to the show, listening to the show, uh, always ask me, P, why you never say the weather? Why you never talk about the weather no more? So, I'm just gonna let y'all know today, 63 degrees, beautiful day on the eighth. Tomorrow, 61 degrees. Uh, Tuesday, 55 degree high with a 50 degree low and a chance of rain. 40% chance of rain uh, in the morning. 70% chance of rain from 10 a.m. and beyond. So bring your umbrellas. Wednesday, uh, March 11th, uh, 61 degrees. Thursday, 58 degrees, cloudy. And Friday, 53 degrees with the 80% chance of rain, with the 42-degree low. And uh, that's your weather of this week, man, brought to you by I Love Being a Black Father and I Love Being a White Father. Uh, make sure you check them out on Facebook. Uh, we don't have a Facebook page for I Love Being a White Father yet, 
but we do have a Facebook page for I Love Being a Black Father, so check that out, facebook.com backslash I Love Being a Black Father, or just put it in your search bar. Like us on the Love and Father Society page on Facebook. Go to the website. We should have new things coming up by mid-spring, uh, lovingfathersociety.com. And also check us out on kirpradioshow.com, uh, our official website for the KRP Radio Show. And last Sundays with Rocco P, because every Sunday my brother Rocco P comes on here and he tells you guys exactly what it is and how, uh, you know, how it is. You know, this man always talking about freedom. He's always talking about liberty. So remember that hashtag uh, LSWRP. That's last Sundays with Rocco P. So you guys make sure you check that out. Every last Sunday of the month, Rocco P is going to be on here, and uh, he's going to show you guys what it is. Uh, WM3G's home of the KRP radio show also would like to let you guys know that we are working on KIRP TV. Uh, that's something that was introduced to me, and it's something that I really want to do. Uh, we should be introducing new shows by the summer. We could bring a sports show on, uh, a roundtable uh, type of Sunday conversation type of show. We're also doing that, and uh, we're also working on uh, Black Father Radio. I don't know what we're going to call it, but I love being a Black Father Radio is also coming up. Shout out to my brother, Rashad Woods. We're going to figure out a way to get that done. And, uh, you know, man, there's a whole lot of things coming, man. So I appreciate everybody who's rocking with us. Please continue to support by simply listening to the show. You don't have to listen live. You don't even have to call in and say a word, even though you're able to. Uh, what I appreciate is just the simple fact that there are people out there who take the time to listen to what I have to say and what my guests have to say when I do have guests on, uh, which is far few in between these days. Uh, for my own personal reasons, which I will disclose one day. But, you know, I'm just thankful, man, that you guys, you know, take the time to check us out. Uh, so, you know, I appreciate it. Again, it's International Women's Day, uh, marked by the Global Clause for Equality. Uh, let's build our women up, man. Let's show them love. Let's appreciate them. Let's love them. Let's kiss them. Let's hug them. Uh, I don't think chivalry is dead. I've noticed, though, I've noticed, though, uh, I've held the door. It's just who I am. If you're a woman, I'm probably going to hold the door for you. I may not go open the car door for you. I may not go around to the car door and open it up and wait for you to get inside. I might not do that. I'm probably not going to do that. Uh, doorways, I got you. Going in the house, in in the business, in the restaurant, pulling your chair out of the restaurant. I, I do I do all of that. You know, I'm I'm, I'm that guy. Uh, whether you're my woman or not. So my wife definitely gets it. And and whether she even realizes it or not, because I've been doing it for so long, I, I think she does because she still say please and thank you, uh, which I'm appreciative of. But uh, I teach my sons to do it. You know, I teach my daughter to expect it. And um, I think chivalry, I think a yes, sir, a yes, ma'am, and open up the door for for the ladies, uh, uh, you know, a respectful head nod, a firm handshake. I believe things like that are important. So those are the things that I teach. So if I'm training your child in the sports, which I do with my TME, shout out to my TME group, uh, the Miller event, um, hashtag TME, check that out. Uh, if I'm training your child or your child is playing basketball or football or baseball or some sport with me, boxing perhaps, I'm probably teaching them that as well. So here's a disclaimer for uh, – some of you folks out there, maybe some of you uh, 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 feminists who don't like it, 
Uh, maybe there's some homosexual people out there who don't appreciate it. And, and that's what my thought went with these words I'm saying. Get a sip of water real quick. But um, I've noticed that when I hold the door for people, uh, let me just say it, when I hold the door for homosexual females, when I hold the door for homosexual women, that consi- the homosexual women that consider themselves men, they look at me like I've just insulted them. And I scratch my head on that because it's happened more than once. Well, actually, it's only happened twice. And uh, that happened to be the only two times that I that I realized I've held the door for uh, a homosexual female that uh, carries themselves as a male. Okay. But I, I held the door uh, on this last time that is sticking out of my head. I held the door for her lady. And then I held the door for her. Still a female in my book. You'll always be a female. I don't care if you consider yourself James Brown or, or Hulk Hogan, the, the the most manly of I don't I don't care how you consider yourself or who you consider yourself to be. If you're a female, the respect in me, how I act and how I am, and if you're walking through a doorway, I'm probably gonna hold the door for you. That's just my style. It's not I don't understand people, man. People have totally flipped their lip. Like people are, <clears throat> excuse me, people are crazy these days. You know, I, I just, I don't, I don't get it. Anyway, uh, chivalry's not dead. So that, that disclaimer's out there. If, if I have one of your children and, you know, I, I'm coaching one of your kids or something like that, I'm probably teaching them to have a firm handshake. I'm probably teaching them to look people in the eye. And, uh, you know, I'm probably teaching them, them, you know, life skills uh, that they can carry with them and that can get them ahead for the rest of their lives. You know, that that's just my style. That's just what I do. That's how I am. And that's all I will be. I mean, that, that's going to never, ever, ever, ever change. You know, so shout out to everybody. K-I-R-P. Radio! Real gon' recognize, real gon' recognize, real gon' recognize, real, real. Only gon' recognize, still, still. I reckon I will. Like we always do with this time. I go for mine. I get to shine. Now throw your hands. 